Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Fireball. Nothing beats terminal parking at Melbourne Airport. Book online for the best rates at melbourneairport.com.au. Tame and King. Fireball. Yeah, it's um, uh, it's been tough. It's been up and down. There's a lot of emotions, but um, yeah, it's been weird. I sort of known for a few days and haven't been able to tell anyone. Um, just to get everything sort of sorted out behind the scenes and um, feels like a weight off my shoulders being able to tell everyone. Um, but you now I've got Danielle, my fiance has been great. My mum and dad have been around and have been a huge support. And once I told all my teammates and all the staff, um, you know, they, uh, I've got such a good support network around me and um, feels good to, you know, it's like a weight off my shoulders. I don't have to hide it for anyone anymore. So, a bit of a relief. Angus Brayshaw speaking yesterday off the back of his premature retirement, forced into retirement after ongoing concussion battles. Joining us now from the Melbourne Football Club is their GM of football, Alan Richardson. Richo, thanks for your time. Uh, good to be here, Karen. Uh, it was such a flat day, uh, a sad day. Um, how are your emotions and how is everyone at the footy club? Uh, you know, you're right. It was a really difficult day. Obviously, it was um, it was great to have Gussie and Danielle come in, but um, for most in the room, it was just a shock. Really, it was um, as he just alluded to. Uh, we've been at, the boys have been on a three day break, and so you know, Gus didn't want anything released until the players were back on deck. He wanted to tell his teammates, guys that he'd um, basically all his adult life he'd, he'd been with and been on this journey with, and um, so that was that was the most important thing that. Gus had that opportunity to talk in front of his players, in front of his teammates, but it took a bit of time to, to bring all that together, and that made it that made it difficult. But um, I, I would say shock for those that knew, and there there weren't too many really. Um, I, I was working with Gus and with Tom Petoro behind the scenes just to try and get it to that point, and um, even even I reckon even for us that knew, given the way. Gussie explained his situation to the group. Uh, no, it was it was difficult. There's no doubt about that. And um, we're going to have to pick ourselves up and move on. And um, hopefully, we'll still have a world in which Gussie plays a role. He did he did express that to his teammates. So we don't quite know what that looks like. Once again, we'll work with with Tommy and Gus and um, and uh, and see what we can do there. Richard, it's great to chat with you, and, and you're always very honest with us. Can you step us through the timelines? Because I think we're going to have to get used to this becoming um, not not a regular occurrence, but but 
something that may may pop up one or one or once or twice every couple of years. From the moment that that, that Angus was knocked out last year, at what points did you receive information that that you know whether it be favourable or or or, or not? Um, through the summer period, or did it just hit you as a complete shock um, last week? Um, well, it did hit us as a shock last week, uh, um, not because we had a lack of information. It was because it was different to the information that we got. So that that certainly would have made it, and I know this to be true, much more difficult for the family and for Gussie because everything was progressing really well. It was... It was not so straight after the incident. That was, you know, a time for Gus to spend a bit of time, you know, with his family and his extended family. And, um, you know, we know there's some other layers to that. And so that was um, that was quite an emotive time. And um, But testing even at that early stage and the way that he recovered, if you're just dealing with a person that's had concussion, was all pretty good. Um, then he was able to graduate into, um, into training, albeit non-contact for a while. Then it was contact training going really well, and then it was only really um, last week, Kingy, when uh, when he had the, his final scan that um, you know there did clearly be some been, been a bit of shift in terms of the, the injury to the brain, um, and so you know the decision was made from his neurologist that contact sport was was not going to be. So that was a bit of a shock to certainly to Gussie uh, and to the rest of us because of the because it had been going so well, and then all of a sudden the information was not nowhere near what uh, what Gus needed and what Gus wanted. And I guess there's no symptoms, Richo, like he, he's feeling good in himself. Yeah, he's feeling really good, Kane, and that's the thing that he's most grateful for. I mean, it, what he expressed to the group yesterday was he, he was grateful for the fact that he's been able to play 160 games. We all, as young people, want to be a premiership player. As young players, we want to be a premiership player. He's achieved that. After, you know, after such a long drought, he's really proud of his footy career. He's um, and and he's incredibly grateful to the medical team that have been able to identify this at a stage where he can live a normal life. And so, when I talk about the fact that he's got an injury in his brain, that's that sounds incredibly sinister and a bit nasty. But um, the reality is, these these amazing people have been able to detect some damage that says, right, I guess we've got it now. You're going to be able to live a uh, a really healthy normal life, albeit without without contact sport, but a part of that. But um, if you were to keep playing, you are putting yourself at risk of of jeopardising what that quality of life looked like. So it's a, it was a it was a no brainer from that perspective. Mm. Pardon the pun. Um, <laughs> but the hard thing for anyone is to put yourself away from that sense of purpose and that sense of connection and belonging that that anyone feel and, and no one more so than Gus given his personality from his teammates and from his footy club. So you and your role have to pull yourself away from that situation now, Richo. And and I guess look at the list. And there's going to be a couple of spots on this list that you, you, you're probably at a time now where the deadline's finished for the for the top-up players. Will you, will you apply for special consideration or, or the like from the AFL to, to, to maybe add one or two on? Um... No, it's unlikely, Kingy. I mean, I've already had some early conversations with Tim Lamb about, um, you know, his thoughts, and uh, you know, we're pretty comfortable as a in terms of the players that we have now and the ability to be able to potentially flick a few around if we need to. Um, the fact that Clayton has got himself in a 
in a really promising position. Is this, you know, has given us some real, real confidence that we can still, um, still cover the role that Ducky played for us in the midfield. We can't cover exactly what he brings because of his, you know, his ability to be able to execute, his ability to be able to, uh, you know, because of his footy smarts, help his teammates. I mean, he's brilliant at that, and we'll miss that, but. We think we can cover. You know, we think that Rivers can potentially play a bit more of a role for there if needed. Uh, that Salem can probably do the same thing. So, but um, you know, certainly Lammy and the team will get together and make sure that by mid-year we um, we look to do something. And, and by then there might be another might be another position on the list that is a bit more urgent than than what you know that the role mid uh, Gus played through the midfield. It moves on quickly, Richo, and you, you quickly you know, put one foot in front of the other as a footy club and you work out how you're going to be competitive and remain up the top. But what, what about financially? No one would begrudge Angus for being compensated significantly. But does that come via the salary cap and does it come from your salary cap because there was five years left on a deal or does the AFL help with that? Uh, we're working through that at the moment, both with um, with Tom in terms of... And Gus will be fine. That'll, that'll, we'll work through that. But in terms of some TPP relief, yeah, we're we're working through that now with the AFL, and they needed a little bit of time. That that was that was also part of the timing and all this. That um, it was a bit of a challenge. It was um, it was all a bit new. Um, so no, no, I'm pretty confident that um, common sense will prevail, and we'll, we'll get a, a result that you know works for everyone. Mm. Richard, there's been a lot happened at this footy club in a short space of time, and. Yeah, in the back of my mind, everyone at that football club's getting questioned, and I feel there must be, there almost must be a tipping point where it just, it just gets too much for people like yourself and the coach and Gary Pert and the captain to just keep fronting up and standing up, remaining strong for your, for your fan base in the season that's ahead of us. Are you concerned at all by, by that at, at this stage? I know you'll, you'll, you'll put a brave face on and, and say, no, no, we, we charge on, but it, it, the challenges of this off season have just been so significant and so enormous. It just, I just get concerned for the, particularly the start of your season. I think what uh, yesterday does, Kingy, is probably put a, um, you know, some real perspective on, you know, what we're doing and how we're going about our footy and where's our footy club at and and what do we need to do and what would you know what would Gussie want us to do? What's what are we? And there was a lot of talk about Gussie's legacy. Purdy said a bit last night at our season launch. So did Kate Roffey, our chairman. Uh, Simon Goodwin did the same. And it, it just is a reminder of what's important to us and, and what an unbelievable role model Gussie has been, along with people like Bjorn and Viney and Petrarca and Lever and these sort of guys. I mean, we've got incredible people there that that um, drive our standards and drive our values and and... They are incredibly resilient. It hasn't really just been, whilst it's intensified because of the Joel situation and and uh, you know the, the work that we've done with Clayton over the over the summer, we've had a bit getting thrown our way for a while now, and the team has continued to perform. Whilst we're disappointed with the way that we've gone out in finals, albeit incredibly competitive in those games, they're not they're not quite where we wanted to be, but the team has been able to finish top four. You know, post its post our post our real success. So, now I'm pretty confident, King, that this group is um, is still very, very driven, wanting to do something about what's happened from a footy perspective. Probably a little bit embarrassed about what's being said about them as a footy club. And I think that that's um, coupled with, you know, what's just happened to Gus. I think there's a real chance that that will galvanise the group. Mm. 
Do you have a drugs culture, do you think, Richo? No, we don't, Tony. No, we certainly have had a... Um, we've had an incident with respect to Joel that's, um, you know, that's still being investigated by SEA, and so we don't get enormous information. At this stage, they are allegations, and he and his, his legal team are working through that. Um, our, our role with Joel is really almost at arm's length from that perspective. It, it's, it's much more closer in terms of supporting him, but... No, we've we've had a we've had a couple of issues. Certainly, we've been working through some things with Clayton, and I don't want to go into too much detail there. I think we all know that that's quite a unique case, uh, and Claes has had some challenges, and um, he's going really well now. Um, it's been great to be able to work so closely with Paul Connors and his team to make sure that we we get Claes back on track. And whilst there's still a bit of work to do, that that's going well. But no, we don't. Can't. We uh, how, how do you know? How do you know? Can I just follow up? Sorry to cut you, cut you off and, and uh, interrupt. How do you know that you don't? Because with the system that each AFL club works within, you are kept in the dark a little bit. Is it is it your responsibility and have you sought to get to the bottom of other players who have now been implicated through text messages and, and as you said, all allegations and the information isn't completely in front of you? But how can you be certain? Look, no, okay. I don't know whether you can always be certain for the reasons you've just explained. The the, the information at times, even if a person in my position, is not quite where you would like it to be, and that's that's from a that's that's by design. It's designed to make sure that the welfare of the player is is at the forefront of the information that that comes back, and mainly to your doctor. And then you get a you get a feel of of how you're going as a footy club. At times, there's you'll get feedback from a benchmarking perspective in terms of where you sit. I've worked at eight footy clubs, and so, yeah. so when you ask me, we, I can I can really confidently say to you, no, no, we don't we don't have a problem. Have we had some challenges? Yes. Will we continue to have some challenges? Yes, we will. As will every footy club. Is we've got 45 young blokes between ages, you know, 18 and say 31, 32. Uh, they're going to every now and again make blues, and, and and really importantly, we'll then deal with with those situations. So it's really clear to anyone in our footy club that this is important to us in terms of playing and living the Melbourne way. I don't know where the Melbourne Football Club are going. I don't know if they're all following the rules down there, Richo, but by the sounds of that indicator in the background, you're following the road rules still within one inch of their life. <laughs> I don't know whether you're pulled over or you're turning right or you're turning left, but that's been on for a good part of 10 minutes. I tell, I've just turned it off, but uh, you can't—you blokes can't have a go at me about any. I, I listened to a bit of your quiz before. Oh, the quiz! Wow, yeah. that is. Don't worry about how we're feeling. You must have an incredibly loyal fan base to stick with you after quizzes like that. Mate, it's gone. Yeah. We just read it the last rights, Richard. Hey, round one—is Clayton Oliver? Is he selected? Is he playing? Is he in in the the space mentally and and the shape physically to to engage? Yeah, great question. Um, if you just watch him play, I would I would imagine our fans saying, you know, Klaz is playing. And, look, he's pushing really hard, but uh, he always would. He, he could have his leg hanging off and he'd still be pushing to play. Um, we, we'll, we'll work through that with um, with, our, with our guys, with his team, um, and and, uh, and we're hopeful. And, and, and the more that he plays and trains and, and lives the way he is at the minute, then that goes from hope to optimism, and that's, that's the way it's heading, Kingy. So... I apologise to our fans out there that are looking for an answer. I just can't give that at the moment. But it's it's definitely tracking the right way. We're a little bit perplexed with, with Troy Chaplin's comments about the AFL's involvement in it, 
Richo and almost the fact that it sounded like they need to, to tick it off? Or what is the AFL's involvement in his return to play, if any? Oh, I know that was more... So to defend what Troy said, explaining, and this is probably a bit of a, a miss by me, but in, in explaining to those at our footy club where things were at, I, I'd certainly mention that I'm working pretty closely with the AFL from a support perspective. To, I don't know everything, in particularly in... You know, when you're talking about um, mental health, I, that, I'm not an expert in that space, so I rely heavily on initially our people. And if it is that our people aren't absolute experts in exactly what we're dealing with, then the AFL just have enormous resources, in particular for us, someone like Kate Hall. And that, it's as simple as that, that, that they, the AFL have lent in really strongly, as they do often with, once again, based on my experience at other clubs, if you've got an issue that you need support with, if you don't quite have resource in that space, then they, um, they they jump, they lean in really quickly. And so that's that's what that means. Mm. Richo, thanks for your time and what's been a tough week for Good the footy club. Good on you guys. Thanks for that. Alan Richardson there, the GM of football at Melbourne. This is SEM Breakfast. You can book online for the best rates at melbourneairport.com.au. And SEM Breakfast is powered by Kubota for over 40 years. We've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Still to come. Sam Mitchell and all the events of the week will be discussing your calls, one 736 736